Greetings and welcome to Digging Deeper with Kenneth Frank, where we uncover hidden gems of understanding in the Word of God. Did you know that God's redemption is described in Scripture as plenteous? Bible readers discover through diligent study that God has set in motion a plan to redeem those willing to confess their sins, repent of them, and seek God's forgiveness. God sent His Son, Jesus Christ, as the Redeemer. One may wonder if there are limits to His redemption. We will encounter in this study a fitting song that is often recited at funerals because of the comfort it affords. This Digging Deeper introduces our topic with an inspirational verse that will encourage and strengthen God's people through his commitment to save them. Our focus verse is Psalm 130, verse 7. Quote, Let Israel hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is mercy, and with him is plenteous redemption. End of quote. Psalm 130 is the sixth of seven traditionally named penitential psalms that include Psalm 6, 32, 38, 51, 102, 130, and 143. They are expressive of sorrow for sin, repentance, and change of behavior. The book of Psalms was Israel's hymn book of praises to the Almighty. Believers have found solace time and again from its abundant instruction and assurances. The Dake Annotated, reference Bible under its note for Psalm 130, verse 1, calls this a backslider psalm, and it outlines the psalm in this manner. His state or condition, verse 1. His prayer, verses 1 to 4. His questioning, verse 3. His promise, verses 4 and 7 and 8. His sincerity and longing, verses 5 and 6. His hope, Verse 5 and verse 7, his faith and assurance. Verses 4 and 7 to 8, a price paid for deliverance. The word redeemer means to deliver by paying a price. Redemption is a major New Testament doctrine. The CARM Theological Dictionary defines this noun more fully. Redemption means to free someone from bondage. It often involves the paying of a ransom, a price that makes redemption possible. The Israelites were redeemed from Egypt. We were redeemed from the power of sin and the curse, that is the penalty, of the law. Galatians 3.13, through Jesus. Romans 3.24, Colossians 1.14. We were bought with a price. 1 Corinthians 6.20 and 7.23, end of quote. Sinners were held captive by the archenemy of humankind, the devil. Christ the liberator sets them free when they trust in him through the ransom he paid by his sacrificial death. There is more than one nuance to the word redemption. The Bridgeway Bible Dictionary elaborates redemption further. Quote, In Bible days, a slave could be set free from redemption by the payment of a price, often called the ransom. The whole affair was known as the redemption of the slave. Leviticus 25, 47 to 48. 
The words redeem and ransom are related to the same root in the original languages. The Bible speaks of redemption, both literally concerning everyday affairs and pictorially, that is, concerning what God has done for his people. Psalm 77.15, Titus 2.14, end of quote. Our God has come to our rescue, remitting the full price for our liberation from Satan's kingdom. Sinners must be redeemed from the penalty for God violating God's law. Concerning God's transaction through redemption from sin, Webster's 1828 Dictionary offers this summary definition. Quote, In theology, the purchase of God's favor by the death and sufferings of Christ, the ransom or deliverance of sinners from the bondage of sin and the penalties of God's violated law by the atonement of Christ. End of quote. This older dictionary so well defines this doctrine since it drew many of its definitions from the Bible, unlike many modern dictionaries. The Schofield Reference Bible, in its note for Exodus 14.30, elaborates on this major biblical doctrine. Quote, Exodus is the book of redemption and teaches, one, redemption is holy of God, Exodus 3.7 and 3.8, and John 3.16. Two, redemption is through a person, John 3, 16 to 17. Three, redemption is by blood, Exodus 12, 13, 23, and 27, and 1 Peter 1, 18. Four, redemption is by power, Exodus 6, 6, and 13, 14, as well as Romans 8, verse 2, end of quote. Perfect and plenteous atonement. There are other doctrines related to redemption. B.J. Carroll's An Interpretation of the English Bible elaborates, quote, When applied to the sacred work of the Lord Jesus Christ, it generally means deliverance through atonement. Thus understood, it means both atonement and deliverance, end of quote. Christ is the great deliverer whose blood atonement sets us free from our sins. This source further adds, quote, Man has always been endeavoring to find some atonement for his sin, and has always failed. But we have received a perfect atonement in him. It is plenteous. 1. Plenteous to cover the sins of the whole world. 2. Plenteous to cover all the sins of each one. End of quote. God's grace is truly all-sufficient. This is what our focus verse means by using the word plenteous. Let us explore this theme even further. Albert Barnes' Notes on the Bible provides this additional note, quote, It is ample. It is full. It abounds. It is not limited. It is not exhausted. It cannot be exhausted. So we may always feel when we come before God that his mercy is ample for all the needs of all the sinful and the suffering, that the provisions of his grace are unexhausted and inexhaustible. End of quote. The following quotation from the preacher's complete homiletical commentary, edited by Joseph S. Excel, shall leave us awestruck. Quote, and he shall redeem Israel from all his iniquities. Psalm 130, verse 8. It is no temporary or indistinct blessing that is so anxiously sought. It is nothing less than a complete deliverance from all iniquity. Redemption from sin includes redemption from all other evils. 
it is the greatest and most perfect work of God and bestows the most exalted blessings on man, end of quote. Does this not remove any lingering doubts? This source continues, quote, Lessons. One, redemption is a divine work. Two, the most degraded soul is not beyond the hope of recovery. Three, redemption must be eagerly and prayerfully sought. End of quote. Only God can accomplish this consequential redemption. In this light, look at this supporting scripture, Hebrews 7.25, King James, King James Version throughout. Wherefore, he is able also to save them to the uttermost. That means most extensive degree. That come to God by him, seeing he ever lives to make intercession for them. End of quote. Christ delivers believers not only from the consequences of sin, but even from sin itself. Sinners who imagine themselves beyond redemption will find it if they turn to the Savior in sincere repentance, confession, and contrition. It must be accepted on God's terms, not as we would imagine it. This is true for returning sinners as well. 1 John 1, 8 through 2, verse 2. Not willing that any should perish. We have multiple examples of God's enduring mercy. The Cambridge Bible for Schools and Colleges illustrates one notable example for us. Quote, Observe how the thought that God's manifold mercy and patience have not been exhausted by Israel's persistent rebellion runs through the confession in Nehemiah 9. Nehemiah 9, verses 7, 19, 27 to 28, 30 to 31, and 35. Compare Isaiah 43, 25, and 55, 7. End of quote. Bible readers are awed by God's abiding patience and desire for Israel to turn back to him, since he is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. 2 Peter 3.9 The Dake Annotated Reference Bible for its note on Psalm 130, verse 7, offers five reasons Israel should hope in God. One, God does not mark iniquities for punishment without extending mercy. Verse 3. Two, there is forgiveness with him. Verse 4. Three, there is mercy with him. Verse 7. Four, there is abundant redemption. Verse 7. 5. He shall redeem from all sin. Verse 8. This is not a purely individualistic endeavor. It is essential to realize that this process is a family experience. Bob least You Can Understand the Bible, explains, quote, Remember, biblical faith is corporate. It is a family. Be careful of the modern Western overemphasis on the individual. Salvation has a corporate focus. We are saved to serve. The goal of individual salvation is the health and growth of the body of believers. End of quote. God's church is to be filled with consecrated and spiritually clean sons and daughters of God who have received and continue to receive His plenteous redemption. This has been Digging Deeper with Kenneth Frank. To learn more about the Bible and living a godly life, go to Living Education 
at lcgeducation.org, sponsored by The Living Church of God.